Welcome back, Museo family. Today, you'll hear Pastor Josh talk about how there are many things we look to in this life to give us comfort, fulfillment, and meet the needs of our heart. The greatest gift that we can receive is Jesus. He meets the deepest longings of our heart and is present with us. If you have any questions about Missio, you'd like to join a missional community, or you have any prayer requests, please contact us at missio.life. So I have to ask, what is the best Christmas gift that you have ever received? Think about that for just a minute. What is the best Christmas gift that you've ever received? For me, it goes back to my childhood. I remember the Christmas of 1987 when my dad came home with a Nintendo. I'm not talking Switch, I'm not talking Wii. You got to go back way early. This is first gen, right? 8-bit Nintendo. You guys, anybody remember this thing? My dad, we were living in England at the time. We were on the Air Force Base, and he found one of these somewhere. And it was one of those family gifts, like, hey, we're all going to play with this together. And we couldn't, that's not my family, by the way, but uh, we were going to play this, and, and he couldn't wait till Christmas, so we opened it early, and we set up four chairs in front of the TV, and you can see the cord, you got to have the cord, it weren't wireless, you know, so you had to be like 10 feet away or whatever, eight feet away. And we had four chairs set up, chair one was Mario, chair two was Luigi, and chair three and four were after you died, you moved over, and then eventually you'd rotate back, and that's how we kept peace in our family as we played Mario. So that was my, one of my fond memories as a child was remembering the Nintendo. Uh, and it was just a few years later that my dad passed away. So when I think about that Christmas, it's pretty special to me. But what is your best Christmas gift? Can you think of something, maybe it was a long time ago, maybe something more recently. You're just like, yeah, that was like the best gift ever. Or maybe you can't really think of anything. Maybe you're here tonight and you're going, I'm just, I'm hoping for something better in the future. I'm hoping to get a good gift in the future. So the reality is that many of us look to things or look to people to find the fulfillment in our heart. The deepest longings of our heart we're trying to fill with someone or something. Maybe for some of us it's another person, it's a relationship. I'm looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse or I want to get married and when that happens everything will be good. Or maybe when I get that one job and, and I just get that nice car and I have a little more money, then everything will be perfect. Or maybe we're just looking to something in life to fulfill us, the deepest longings of our hearts, and we're coming up short. Because the thing is, you can make more money, but then when is enough enough? Or maybe you lose all your money. We might have a relationship with somebody, sometimes marriages fall apart. Sometimes people die. Sometimes things happen in life. And so there's always this sense of unsettledness when we long and we put our, our hearts longing in those things. So I want to share a little bit of truth with you tonight. The deepest longings of the human heart can only be met by the one who made them. God is the only one who can meet the deepest longings of your heart because he made you and he's eternal. See, Christmas is a, a very emotional time for a lot of people. We think about how we've lost loved ones, or this is our first Christmas without someone, or, or maybe you just have to go to someone's house that you don't want to hang out with very much, and there's some tension in the relationship. There's a lot of emotion tied up in the Christmas season. 
There's also a lot of anticipation and waiting. And when you think about traditional Christmas, we think of the Advent season. That word Advent actually means waiting. We're waiting for something. We're hoping for something. And I think most of us are probably hoping for life to be a little bit different, for things to change in some way for the better. Well, the season of Advent comes from the people of Israel who were longing and waiting for their Savior to come. And it was a season of, of waiting and longing for Him and I think that that probably resonates with us a little bit because, again, we, we long for something different in this life. What if there was a way for us to experience hope for the heart that is hopeless? What if there was a way for us to experience peace for the heart that's in turmoil? What if there was a way for us to experience joy for the heart that is heavy? And what if... What if there was a way for us to experience love for the heart that is broken? The reality is, the good news of Christmas is there is. And his name is Jesus. And I know that probably sounds a little cliche, like, okay, come on, pastor. Like, you're just talking about Jesus and it's Christmas. But I want you to slow down tonight. I know you're probably thinking about the plans that you have after this. I got to go over to so-and-so's for dinner, or we're going to open gifts, or I got to go wrap some presents, or for some of you guys, you're thinking it's probably time to start shopping right about now. (laughs) And it might be a little bit too late. I mean, I've I've been there, no judgment, but you know, the gas station can come in clutch. If you need some Funyuns and Mentos, you can wrap those up and and get you out of a, a tough spot. But I want us to slow down just enough tonight to let our hearts truly gaze upon Jesus. Because we run after all these things in life and we think, if I just had that, or if I could just feel that, or if I could just accomplish this, life would be perfect. That's a lie. It's a mirage. The reality is, Jesus offers everything that we need. He offers the hope. He offers the peace. He offers the joy. And he offers the love. So I want to read a verse tonight, and it's um, just one verse from John chapter 1. In verse 14, it says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the one, of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. If you go back earlier in John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Basically, Jesus, the Word, is God. And then in verse 14, it says, but He comes down, and He puts skin on. He puts flesh, humanity on. And I love how the the message translates this verse. It says, the Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous, inside and out, true from start to finish. The theological term for this is incarnation, God coming down and dwelling in human form. And this changes everything for us. Jesus brings the things that our hearts long for. And the first one is hope. We've heard the phrase that Christmas is the season of hope. Why? Hope for what? Well, the people of Israel hoped for the coming Messiah. They, they had prophecies. All these prophets had written that, hey, one day a Savior will come. 
And the people of Israel just longed for that. They waited for that. They were at war with nations. They were trying to fight people off and take lands and do all these things. And they're like, we just need this perfect king. And we know they had a lot of bad kings. If you read through First and Second Kings, there's, they, just, they were always waiting for the perfect king. And he was promised to come and, it, and he's the Messiah. This is what it says in Isaiah 9. This is a prophecy about Jesus. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The people of Israel had waited for thousands of years, and now Jesus had finally come. God with us. God with flesh on. God in human form. So he came down to give hope. We might say, okay, well, that's great for the people of Israel. They had hope that the Messiah would come, but what about me today? What about our hope? And I got to tell you, if you're looking for hope, there's a lot of things you can put your hope in. Well, I hope I get that new job, or I hope, uh, you know, things work out with my family. I hope my kids turn out okay. I hope, I hope, I hope. Maybe I'm hoping in the election or the government or whatever. But we know that things don't always go the way that they're supposed to in this world. We live in a broken world. And our hope, if it's in Jesus, he says, hey, I'm coming back. Jesus is returning. He will come back and he will establish a new creation where there is no more sickness. There's no more corruption. There's no more people killing people. There's no more sickness and grief. Man, I long for that. I hope for that. So the people of Israel hope for the coming Messiah. We hope for his second coming as well. Again, we can hope in all kinds of things But true hope is only found in Jesus. That's the only hope that really lasts. Another thing that people long for in their hearts is peace. We think of peace in terms of war, and we know there are wars going on in the world today. Flip on the news. We know there's been a war with Russia and Ukraine and and, and Hamas and Israel are now at war. And and I looked up online, there's at least 14 countries, at least, in a war currently of some conflict. And so war is something we understand. We saw the war in Iraq and Afghanistan and and we can read through the history books and see all kinds of wars. Typically we think of nation fighting against nation, killing, trying to take things, land and resources and to conquer one another. But what about peace in here, in my heart? See, I can be at war with myself. I can be at war with other people in my life, other relationships. And I can be at war with God. I can, be, I can be angry. I can have rage because life hasn't gone the way that I thought it was supposed to. We can have all kinds of inner turmoil and fighting going on. Definition of peace is this. A stress-free state of security and calmness that comes when there's no fighting or war, everything coexisting in perfect harmony and freedom. That sounds pretty dang good. I'm all right with that. I want some peace in my life. Maybe you want some peace when you're opening Christmas presents later. 
I didn't have peace with my brothers. We were always fighting over stuff, you know, just kind of at war. But, but, but don't we want that harmony and that freedom and no stress? I want peace. Jesus says, I have come to give you peace, true peace. You can have peace with God. You don't have to feel guilty about the things that you've done. We've all messed up. We've all made mistakes. We've sinned. Through Jesus, we have peace with God. We can have peace with other people. We can reconcile relationships that are broken. We can forgive people. Let go of bitterness. We can have peace with ourselves. To let go of the past. To see ourselves as God sees us now. In Christ. Jesus offers real peace. He offers us a lot. The next thing he gives us is joy. At the time of the wise men, they came to see Jesus. That's what it says in Matthew 2. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, it says in that passage that the wise men were overjoyed. Have you ever been overjoyed? I mean, I've been joyed, I guess. I don't know what it means to be overjoyed, but it sounds pretty good. I think we all probably want joy in our lives. In Christmas time, we often see joy, glimpses of it, when people open gifts. You give somebody a gift and you get to watch their expression on their face. And I, I got a video that I'm going to sh- share with you in just a moment. Some of you know that we partner with Toys for Tots and that um, we've given gifts over at Myrie Elementary now for the last number of years. A few years back when we first started, it was just kindergarten, and we gave them all the presents that we had wrapped, and they opened them right in front of us, and we took some video, and it was like amazing. Well, now we do it for the whole school, but they take their gifts home, so we don't get to see quite the same you know, reaction from them. So I want to show you, this is about as much joy as you can pack into 30 seconds. So I want to show you this video of them opening gifts. awesome? I mean, wow, I love that. And I, I just never get tired of watching it. And as, as, as much joy as there was on those kids' faces, it's, it's just temporary because those gifts eventually break or they end up in the trash or in goodwill or, you know, hand it off to somebody else. It's temporary. True joy comes when we look to Jesus. That's what the wise men did. They came into the house and they saw the baby and they were overjoyed because they understood who he was. They said, we are, we are rich men. We are from the magistrate and we have uh, all this you know, prestige from our country, Persia or Babylon, wherever they were coming from. They had wealth, they had position and they followed the star and they say, this is Jesus, he's a king. We're just gonna bow down and worship this baby and give him gold because he's a king. And we're gonna give him frankincense, this, this, this incense that they burn in temples of worship because he's a god. He's deity. And we're going to give him myrrh because he's human. And we see his humanity and he will one day die for his people. 
They gave those gifts and they saw who Jesus was. They were overjoyed because they realized this changes everything. They now have a relationship with God through Jesus. Sometimes when we lack joy in our lives, we need to to slow down and just gain perspective again. See, I think that's what the wise men did. Life came into proper perspective when they looked to Jesus. And we need to do the same thing at times in our lives. So let me help you with this tonight. If you know Jesus by faith and you say, yeah, I I understand who he is and I believe in him, then I want to tell you some things that are true about you tonight. The first one is this. You are God's adopted son or daughter. You are Christ's friend. You are a citizen of heaven. You have a home there. You have an inheritance there that's waiting for you. You are hidden with Christ in God. Your life is fused with him for eternity. You are made righteous, and you may approach God with boldness, freedom, and confidence. Man, if that doesn't make your heart beat just a little bit faster... That's the joy. That's the eternal joy that we have in Jesus. It's more than just opening Christmas presents. Jesus offers us so much. And the greatest thing he offers us is love. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 that faith, hope, and love, these three remain, but the greatest is love. See, every person that God ever created needs love needs relationship, needs love from other people and love from God. And, and even the toughest person says, I don't need anyone in my life, I'm tough and I'm independent. They need love. We all, we all need it, even if we deny it. And we have relationships with people and that's great and God has intended for us to be in relationship. But you tell Adam, it's not good for man to be alone. You need to be with other people. But sometimes people hurt. Sometimes they fail us. Sometimes relationships break down and and sin enters the picture and and it gets ugly. We need love from one another. But even more than that, we need love from God. And his love has no strings attached. It's unconditional love. And it's full and it's complete and it's perfect and it's pure. And I don't even think we know what to do with that in our humanity. What, What do you do with perfect love? We love with strings attached. We love with conditions. It's not the way God loves. Now, he could have shouted from heaven, hey, love you, see ya. He didn't do that. I love you so much, humanity, people, humans, that I'm gonna send my son down to live in your jacked up world, to come down there and show you how much he loves you. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This passage from John reminds us that God so loves us that he sends Jesus down into this world. Emmanuel, God with us. God became flesh and dwelt among us. 1 John 4, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This is the love that we need, the love of God. 
Do you know his love? Have you experienced it? We probably heard the old phrase, walk a mile in another man's shoes. And the idea of this is that before we try to judge something or, or, or have a perspective, we say, I'm going to walk a mile in your shoes. I'm going I'm to see what life looks like from your perspective. I'm going to try to understand where you're coming from, why you think the way you think, why you act the way you act. This is what God did. He said, I'm going to send Jesus down. He's not just going to walk a mile in, in your shoes. He's going to live 33 years on your planet. He's going to live perfectly without sinning or messing up one time. And he's going to come down there and show you how much love we have for you. That's why Jesus came. And he came down for you and for me. And Christmas is just a reminder that God is with us. So if you're here tonight and you're saying, man, I, I really don't know where I'm at spiritually. I'm just kind of confused. Maybe you, you, you don't really know what to do with all this Jesus stuff. And you say, life is hard and I don't get it. And I need help. And my heart hurts. Jesus is the answer. He's what your heart is longing for. And if you know him by faith, and you say, man, life is still hard. I've known Jesus a long time, and, and, and I just, I need some help. Jesus is the answer. If you know him, he is with you. He is your companion when you feel alone. He is your healer when you are sick, your guide when you are unsure what to do. Your strength when you are weak your peace when you're afraid, and most of all, he's our savior. I asked the question earlier, I said, what if there was a way to bring hope to a heart that feels hopeless? Does your heart feel hopeless? What if there was a way to bring peace to the heart that's anxious? Is your heart anxious? What if there was a way to bring joy to the heart that's heavy and weary? Are you there? What if there was a way to experience the most pure, amazing, profound love for the heart that's broken? Maybe your heart's broken tonight. Look to Jesus. He's the answer. He's what your heart is longing for. No matter where you are on your journey, no matter where you find yourself tonight, Jesus is what your heart longs for. And he is the best gift we could ever receive at Christmas. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for loving us. In spite of our, our flaws and our failures, you loved us enough to send Jesus down into this world. Jesus, thank you for being willing to come on a rescue mission for us, to leave your throne of heaven, and to become a baby, to become a child, and to live and die a, a criminal's death on a cross for us. And Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with us. You are still with us here tonight. And God, your promise is to never leave, to never forsake us. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, and we worship you. As the wise men did, we bow before you. And we surrender our gifts. We surrender our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Josh left us with a few takeaways from today's service. The deepest longings of our hearts can only be met by the one who has made them. Hope. 
The people of Israel hope for the coming Messiah, and we hope for the second coming as well. We can hope in a lot of things, but true hope is only found in Jesus. Peace Peace is a stress-free state of security and calmness, everything coexisting in perfect harmony and freedom. Joy True joy, lasting joy, is found in Jesus. If you know Jesus as your Savior, if you have put your trust into Him to save you, this is now true for you. You are God's adopted son or daughter. You are Christ's friend. You are a citizen of heaven. You are hidden with Christ in God. You have been made righteous. You may approach God with boldness, freedom, and confidence. Love Jesus offers so much, but the greatest thing that he offers you and I is love. Jesus decided not to try and shout his love from heaven, but he came here to earth and showed it to us. Jesus is your companion when you feel alone, your healer when you are sick, your guide when you are unsure of what to do, your strength when you are weak, your peace when you are afraid, and most of all, he's your savior. Merry Christmas, Missio family and we'll see you again next week.